Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, Throw listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of, wow, I, I, I always want to say Chicago, Illinois, but, uh, uh, and I guess in here we have 50-50, so we got two people in Chicago, well, one person in Chicago, one in uh, the Chicago metro area, Sujit, joining us, but formerly of the Bills backers of Chicago, I'm Lars. The president of the Bills backers, if he remembers to register this week, <clears throat> Sujit is with us. If someone hadn't taken over the Bills backers of Chicago email address, then maybe I would be able to register, but... Um, he just yells at me every time I try and log on to the Bills Backers of Chicago Twitter handle from the website because he gets an email notification. But anyways, we will always be from the Bills Backers of Chicago because we are the Bills Backers of Chicago. We are your Bills and Beers crew. That's right. I, we're going to keep making this point. Also in Chicago, in Chicago proper, actually, it just uh, just beyond the shadow of Wrigley Field, the lovely yes. Cassie Hutton is here. Yes, greetings from Chicago, and actually Chicago, I am the only one representing from this group from a zip code 60657, that's really Chicago, I am real, yes. I had three different places in that zip code before I left, and coming to us, well, uh, in spirit from Brew City, USA, but is actually in the home of the Buffalo Bills, Orchard Park, New York this evening, Buffalo Bill Nichols is also with us. Bring it, what's going on guys? I'm also the only one here with the uh, 716 number, I should say. That's true, because Jam and Jeff Day is right now fishing his boat out of Lake Travis just outside. True. And he's got a 773 number. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, he went Chicago, never went back. I'm the only one that held true. Buffalo Bill still repping. So it's, it's amazing to say that it has been about four months since we recorded one of these podcasts, and... You know, we've all been in COVID mode. We've all we're all losing our minds. We've got an election coming up. Everybody's on their last nerve. And I think one thing has been true that the days are long, but the time is going by really fast. And it's it blows my mind that we haven't talked since just after the draft. But we got a 53-man roster now. We got Sean McDermott here now for another four years. We got Trey White here for another four years. There is plenty to talk about. Uh, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Oh, Suge isn't ready for the clank. No, God, no, give me two seconds. I'm probably not. Ready? <laughs> Bills and beers. <laughs> it's so bad. I like that you so got bad. multiples. That's good. So by the time you're listening to this, is probably Tuesday after Labor Day. We're recording on the Saturday night just after the final roster cutdown. And we'll get into it later about where we think this season's going to go. And by season, we like the actual NFL season. Uh, so it's hard to say you know, where we're at with this team. We haven't seen a preseason game. We had one marquee injury leading up till now in Pat DeMarco. But there hasn't been a lot of league news. Even the reports from training camp have been pretty spare. So there's not a ton to say about this roster. There ha- there wasn't really any surprises. Again, we haven't seen most of these guys play. It's going to be another season here in the McDermott era. Be- now, for different reasons, granted, but mostly because of COVID, that we're going to have to spend the first three weeks with a laminated version of the roster in front of us because we're not going to know who half the guys in the defense are. But big news today out of Western New York, Trey White coming back for at least four more years. Love it. The pretty decent contract, 70 mil. You know, you like to see it. You love to see it. Um, any thoughts there before we before we get into everything else that's going on with this team and the season and Buffalo Bills in general and these Jets? Ooh, that does remind me. A a new segment this season. Now that we're all remote, we're putting we're putting our money literally where our mouth is, which is in your ear. So you're gonna find out more about that later. But Tonight is Trey White's night. Uh, we are we are a big, big fan of Trey White on this podcast, have been for a very long time. Bill, I see you nodding. He was the first draft pick of the McBean era. What do we have to say about Trey White? Yeah, I love it. I just love how, um, you know, we put our money where our mouths are and with this regime. Uh, these guys, uh, in addition to Trey, Deion Dawkins, you know, they say, listen, we want to we wanna work out deals with these guys. And you're looking over the next few years, we're, we're not going to be able to keep everyone. But 
they are working contracts in such a way to be able to pay the guys the money, um, keep them here. And guess what? The other cool thing is these are play, these players want to play here, uh, which is yeah. something that um, we haven't had in a long time. And it's something that's, that's going to reverberate around the league. And that, uh, you know, you've got a guy like Micah Hyde who wants to get extended for two or three years. Uh, you've got a guy like Trey White. Dude can go anywhere, and he wants to stay here. And wants to stay here for a reasonable salary. It's not like the dude is, I mean, it's like, whatever, $50 million guaranteed, but still. Um, so it's great. I love it, and, it, you know, I think it speaks volumes about the fact that we're, we're willing to uh, dish out the money. Um, but at the same time, aren't doing so willy nilly, and we're, we're making players uh, earn it, and we're giving it to guys who are, you know, the team, the team players, right? So and good players, good players. Good players. Right. He's an all pro, right? He's a good player. Yeah. You know, we've we've made the joke about you know going into the 2009 season. You know, we really had our hopes up that Chris Ellis was going to turn the corner and be the player that we all needed him to be. Like we're just not in that mode now. We have good players. Yeah. We have a we have from top to bottom of the roster we have good players and it's refreshing. There's some other stuff there that I, I, that I had written down earlier that I, I want to touch on, but I want to get Cass's take too. I know she's a big Trey White fan. Um, also, you're you're a big follower of his of his Instagram. If if I had to guess, of all of us, you're probably in in the deepest as to what's going on in Trey White's life. So what do you got for us? Overall, wait, oh, real, real quick, Cass, Cass, before you, if you say anything, I just. I'm out of a beer, and so this is what I want to say about Trey White. Oh, he's okay. Just want to, just want to add that little sound bite. That, that that girl, I'm celebrating. Okay, started something new. I think here's the thing, and this is going to be my overall take in all of preseason and whatnot. McDermott wants people that come to play. He wants people that they're not gamers, right? Duke Duke Williams is cut today. We know we know he's a gamer, right? He does best in games. But McDermott is like, no, I want people that come into practice, come in to play. And that is what Trey White does. He's not gonna get beat in practice. He's not gonna get beat in a game. He's not gonna get beat, period. And that's why he's on this roster, and that's why they extended him. Because he he. He, he's not going to fuck around. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> what, what is, what is, let me just say one thing. And hundred percent. I'm so excited that Trey White extended. I don't know what the average cornerback gets paid. Uh, you know, or like the top end cornerbacks get paid. If you guys tell me it's comparable, what, what he got is somewhat comparable, uh, then, then great. You know, uh, him being the top, one of the top five cornerbacks in the league. Fine. I'm, I'm glad we paid him that. Um, I don't know. You guys tell me if it's like an outlandish salary or not, but, the point is that, like, we can't say that, like, hey, a guy that just, you know, came to play every day at practice and was good. So, because here's the thing. Duke Williams, the only thing we've heard about this guy is how hard he comes to practice every no. single day. Right? And, 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 and they featured him in their fucking playoff game. Such. Right? So if they, if they really don't have any faith in this person, did they really put all the faith in the person that they're going to cut before the preseason is no, over? No, you're... It, that's the person. So no, no, no I, what, what, Cass, don't please don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like the argument that we've put forth is that this guy plays hard in practice and that's the no. Reason. I think the reason they signed him is because he's fucking good, mm. and I don't give a fuck what he does in practice because he got burnt his ass off this year in practice, right? Bye. In training camp, Thanks. all we hear about is how Trey White got his ass fucking burnt, right? Not to say that he's a bad player, but he's going up against Stephon Diggs. He's doing, you know, and so I think, but we all recognize the fact he's a can fucking I Can I finish? And that's why he got his extension. Yes. Yeah, can, go can I finish, right? Like, you guys are totally missing what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he's a dude that shows up in practice and in the game. And, and that's what McDermott and Bean love. They don't want the dudes who are just like fucking ghosts during the middle of a practice and get burned. And granted, yes, we've seen some videos where he has gotten beat, but he can get by Stefan Diggs. But he didn't get burned. I mean, that coverage is legit. There's still it's not like he's like 
fucking like three yards back and like totally like whiffing at the sky. Yeah, like Levi Wallace and that guy. Like exactly Levi Wallace or Terrence McGee or like whatever. Like right. Like Levi Wallace. Terrence McGee. Like the, we got our first Terrence McGee Poor reference in twenty twenty. McGee. Poor Terrence McGee. He can fuck fuck Andre Roberts. Okay. Fuck Andre Roberts. <laughs> okay. I, I, me some Terrence McGee. All right. Off the rails. I, I, I want to I bring all of this full circle because, yes, great. Trey White, applaud. Yes, la-di-da. But it, l- lest we forget the environment of WGR and, and a Bills fandom in general. It's not about players like Trey White. It's about players like Duke Williams, who was the talk of the town for weeks on weeks and weeks. And I, I do want to like run through what Suge touched on there because all we heard last year is, why isn't Duke Williams playing? Why isn't Duke Williams playing? What if we, this guy's awesome. He did he did fucking great in the CFL. He should be out there. He should get a chance. He made a game-winning touchdown against the Titans. Why is he inactive again this week? And we, on this podcast, surmised like, hey, you know what? We don't need Duke Williams, but we might need Duke Williams in the playoffs. And lo and behold, we stashed that guy. We didn't put any tape of Duke Williams out there. And yes, he was the feature of the offense against the Texans. This, this guy from out of nowhere who was in the CFL, we, we did exactly what we thought we did. And he had a pretty decent game. He did okay, except for one, one play. One play. One, one play. play that would, would have ended that game before halftime. The Bills would have been up 24 nothing, and the Houston Texans would have been dead to rights. It, you could not have asked for a better thrown ball from Josh Allen. And now guess what? Duke Williams is off this team. So when we say we have a good roster, we went from relying on Duke Williams to win us a playoff game, which he almost did, by the way. We were He was damn close, but he didn't. We went from Duke Williams almost winning us a playoff game to now relying on Stephon Diggs. And if Stephon Diggs can't do it, then we'll go to either of the two guys between Beasley and John Brown that we featured last year because this roster and the receiving core in particular is a lot better. Robert Foster, who said 31 other teams, Bills fans like, oh, we lost Robert Foster. Don't need him. He's gone. We have a good roster now. Okay. So I want to just throw a little bit of a cold blanket on that. What? Okay. So... No, 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 I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, you know, you know I fucking love me some Duke Williams, right? Like, you know I love all that shit, right? But the point is, is that, okay, I think there's a touch of we got outsmarted, or we thought we were too smart. We're going to hide this guy all no. year, and then we're gonna suddenly going to put him in for a playoff game, no. even though he's never played live game action in, in an extensive league. And you know what? You know how we know it didn't work? Stashing him all year and then putting him out for the playoff game? It's because we didn't fucking win, right? The, but not because the of answer, him. The, the plan didn't backfire. No, 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 no. The plan backfired because the whole idea of not having him around and that he was going to be this huge surprise when it came to playoff time and he was going to do all of these things that would push us over the edge but and make us win. But he still had a pretty decent yes. game. He did, he yes. did but play he did, well. He did yes, play but, well. Right. That's fine, but he has to have a spectacular spectacular game if he is going to be the reason he doesn't play at all in the regular season and then suddenly becomes this superstar that wins us the game he i didn't I'm, win us the game hey, and therefore he was it was not it was a, not a smart move in, in my opinion i would have uh, rather given them it was the one other thing i want to say right so fine he fucked up he you know had one mistake why is isaiah mckenzie still on the team okay uh, we'll come back to that but i want to i want to follow this no no, no what i'm saying is that if, if no, we have that much wanna, faith no if we have that much faith in a second. Okay, fine, I want to I want to follow this nuanced argument straight down the rabbit hole because what the fuck else are we going to talk about? Okay. Yeah. Yes, Duke Williams dropped that pass before halftime that would have put the game away, but we did not need Duke Williams to make that catch to win the game, and there is a difference. Even though the catch would have won us the game, we didn't need it to win. We should have won that game a dozen other ways that had nothing to do with Duke Williams. So yeah, while yeah, I agree that maybe relying on him was a little cutesy, it almost worked. And it wasn't the fact that we relied on him that resulted in it not working. It was because Deshaun Watson miraculously escapes a, a, a two-man sack. And, and because five plays before that, they converted on a what was like third and 27 when 
the defense just had, you know, it, it was things like that that lost the game. It was Josh Allen doing wild shit with fumbles and laterals, and, like, it, it had nothing to do with Duke Williams. So while I agree he didn't win us the game, he sure as hell it, didn't let's, lose let's, No, no, no. No, no, no I, I, don't think, I don't put it on this. I don't put this on Duke Williams. I'm not putting this on Duke Williams. Don't get me wrong. What I'm not saying what I'm saying is that the decision to make Duke Williams a featured star in a playoff game, that was the mistake. No, it wasn't. I I disagree. I don't think it was a mistake at all because it, it, it didn't cost us the game. And in fact, it, it almost won us the game. And it, it wasn't them it trying to be all cutesy of like, "Hey, we we've, we've we've been holding this player back." Like that's the most unbeing, unmcdermott like comment ever. It was just But then why did he play why didn't he play all year? Exactly. Because we didn't need him to get to the playoffs. We we rested our starters week 17. We should have been an 11 to 5 team without Duke Williams. So then should we do we not believe in the amount of reps that reps, reps make where? a difference? Dude, do look, we he was, dude, do he was we not think that reps where? CFL like we we got every, every last ounce out of that guy that we possibly could. So, I understand that, oh, but why, okay. why, why, and in the playoff, in, in, in the playoffs, like blood, 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 right? It's the playoffs. Why is that the time that you decide to, 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 to put a player that has done nothing in live game film or done very little because in live game film? Because it damn near worked. And in fact, it did work. If he makes that catch, and it's, it, it's not like, oh, if, if not for that catch, like that, that catch just would have sealed it. It's not like we needed that catch to win. That's that's the nuance that I'm I'm I I swear by. I he, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it was a mistake. I think the offensive game plan and everything else in that game was fine, and that and featuring Duke Williams isn't what what cost us the game. I do, however, want to come back to an interesting question you asked because I I think it is kind of thought provoking. Why is Isaiah McKenzie on this team? Because he is actually pretty good at what he does, Mc- but he could be a lot better at what he does. Bill Isaiah McKenzie is a was a feature of this offense the entire entire season last year. Every time he touched the ball, he's got game. How many players do we have that have game breaking ability? He's got game breaking ability where he's he has. Wait, the, does he though? Because that's what I was thinking about earlier. Has he like, broken a game? Yeah, he's when never he gone to the house. Like, he can move the ball. Like he can move the ball in like fifteen to thirty yard chunks. But and I agree, Bill. I'm with yeah. you. He'll flip the field. But in in the terms of our like, should Andre Roberts be on this team? Is that worth a roster spot? Like I think that applies to Isaiah McKenzie too. Isaiah McKenzie will will break. What wait for him this year? His little jets. All his right, little, you heard it here uh, first. Yeah, yeah but suits. we've been waiting a long we time. Been, we, we've been waiting a long not, time. That's not right. We have not been waiting a long time. He's he's played decently well, but if a guy like Duke Williams isn't, there's not a place for him on this wide receiving core. There's, but there is a place for Isaiah McKenzie. I, I think that, and I'm not saying they're making a mistake. Yeah, there's a place I, for I would him, never say the, that. The, because the way that they're going to be stretching the stretching the field and the way that they want the, to be pulling these linebackers left and right. That's what you know. Isaiah McKenzie is going to help to do. And last year, we, we, I, we were using him more frequently than we probably will this year because of our la- lack of offensive weapons. Uh, add in Stefan Diggs this year, you have a whole another uh, way that we're going to be uh, you know, using Isaiah I, McKenzie. I, Watch it. I'm I'll sorry, but I love, love the direction that they've gone in. Right? Like... We got rid of Robert Foster on what like all all these scrubs. And I'm sorry, Duke Williams, great. I loved him. Suji, I was with you. I was like, I fucking love him. But they aren't messing around. We ain't messing around. We know who our one, two, three no. is. You you're not good enough. We aren't we we're not keeping you. See ya. So long. Goodbye. I freaking love it. Like so uh, on on that on that note, another another person. So Pat Demarco's on year-ending IR. Would Pat Demarco have made this team? Do we have a need for Pat Demarco? Do we need a fullback on this team? Well, I, I think, think it, he's a talented player that would have otherwise gotten cut. And I think it's I think it actually speaks to where this franchise is. We don't need a fullback. We don't need a fullback. We don't need to run two running backs and, and try to pound the ball? No, because we have a quarterback we rely on. We're going to have f- f- at least three wide receivers on the field at any given time. The question is, if we put a tight end out there, is it going to be four or five out there with him with a running back? We don't need a fullback. 
Patrick DeMarco yeah. was great for what we needed him for in 2017 when we didn't have a quarterback and in 2018 when Joshua Allen was lost in the wilderness. But here in 2020, in what was supposed to be the last year of his contract, okay, fine. You were a great player. We spent a lot of money on a fullback that we no longer need, and I feel like this contract has run its course. So I think that – so Sal spoke on this a little bit, that I think Patrick DeMarco, obviously from like a leadership, you know – semi-veteran thing has his value and also he did get featured there was several like swing passes to Patrick Um, DeMarco last year that that went for a lot of yardage now they were gadget plays right like Mm -hmm. if he ever became like a real part of the offense he would get destroyed um but I think that the 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 bigger thing that that Sal talked about and not just rip off Sal's segment was that the new the 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 new young running back that we have not oh Gilliam um, or whatever yeah yeah the the Uh, hybrid Right, right. It's, it's that he's like, yeah, he can catch the ball and he can also play fullback, and so, um, so I think that that's that's ultimately what it is. That, you know, Cassie, you said something really interesting. Um, we know what our number one, two, and three re- receiver are, but we knew that from the beginning, right? The only questions were about the Duke Williams, the Robert Fosters, the Isaiah McKenzie. It's not like anyone was going to cut, you know, uh, yeah, you know, Diggs or 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 Brown but- or or. Um, the, but why yeah, the white man sorry sorry the, the, the little one. white lives why, white lives why matter too. waste okay. roster um, spots but uh but right <laughs> like on these things that these people that were like oh they have the potential right we've got isaiah hodgins like gabriel davis like right we've we've got what's the potential like cut it cut bait like sorry you're done like you had I'm with yeah, you. I, think, I, I, I kind of want to tie I this think, all neatly together because there's not there's not a, a lot that people listening no. to this podcast are going to get from us that they haven't gotten elsewhere. But on just on the 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 notion of Pat Demarco, and, and I know this is a this is a weird sort of avatar to make this point, but I think it fits perfectly. And Suj, I'm glad you said what you said. What do we lose from Pat Demarco? We lose a little leadership. Okay, well here's the deal. We're past that. We're past that. Exactly. This team in 2017 needed a free agent fullback to come in and be a leader. If you still need a free agent fullback four years into your rebuilding plan to be a team leader, (laughs) then you're doing a shitty job of building your team. And I think we can all safely say that this locker room is not going to fall apart when you remove Pat DeMarco from the equation. So when we... And and I kind of... I mentioned it offhandedly. I'm I'm never going to criticize anything that McBean... does moving forward because they talk about a plan they talk about a process and god damn it i believe them i i I don't think we have had at one bill's drive in the history of this franchise a head coach and a gm who put more thought and planning into what they're doing and nothing happens randomly nothing happens by chance there is a process. There is a plan. They have thought about it. They have put it on a giant magnetic whiteboard. They have written down names. They have been watching players. They know what they need at every stage along the way. And more importantly, they know what they need for the following stages. And all of this just keeps unfolding and unraveling in such a methodical and, and seemingly completely rational way which is a breath of fresh air for us but i'm not sure a lot of other franchises have this going on i think we are in a great place the fact that mcdermott has been extended means that it doesn't matter what happens with josh allen this is what we can expect from this franchise because if josh allen peters out it ain't the head coach's fault so again not a lot going on right now because of covid i actually want to end this because not a lot we have to say about what's going on with the roster and talk a little bit about what what the, the covid specter that looms dark over the season because there's also some of the some elements of what I'm talking about now which I think are going to factor into that but guys from where I'm sitting and we'll get to this in our new segment about how confident we are for week 1 this fucking bills team looks really goddamn good yeah. and I'm Sorry to say that I'm really excited for this season because as what we're about Lars, to talk about, Lars, it's not going to be that great. Lars, let's leave it there. Some good stuff. I'm, re- I'm really bummed at how good this team looks this like, year, dude. It looks real good. What do you got, Cass? And that, sorry, that dis- you you, the, you, the, you talk about yeah. Bean and McDermott. We are built for COVID. They built this team for COVID. 
That's what, do I it. Wanna, I want to talk about that. I table it. We're table it. We'll get back to that. So let's let's Suge, clank us out. Bang it. Dude, that was so much better. That was a good one. I gotta go pee and grab beer. So we have at least one COVID survivor here in our midst, and Cassie, who's who's bounced back. She's doing just fine, in spite of the fact she can't feel the left side of her body. Other than that, she's good to go. I am actually, so it has been since May-ish since we talked. I'm 90% sure that I also had it at the end of May and the beginning of June. Um, I was having some crazy symptoms. I did that teledoc through our company's insurance. And the guy I was talking to was like, yeah, it sounds like you have an upper respiratory viral infection. And I was like, oh, y- you mean COVID? And he was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, well, there's really like one big upper respiratory viral infection going on right now. And he's like, well, you can get tested, but they're not really that – they're not that accurate or reliable. Get but the antibodies test. Get it. Well, I asked that my – I once we got out and moved and everything, I asked at my uh, annual physical if I should get it. And my doctor was like, no. We don't, we don't have a test that we trust. They tested every single nurse at the Chester County Hospital, and they all came back negative. And they were like, yeah, no, that's that can't possibly be the case. So we're just going to not recommend antibody testing for anybody. Uh, but I didn't I didn't cough. I didn't, I didn't have any of that. Like, I didn't have any kind of that, but I had, like, a weird fever and, like, vertigo. I had, like, very mild vertigo for, like, three or four days. And... Yeah, the guy was like, yeah, it sounds like you have a just a viral infection. And I was like, but there's, there's really only one thing making people sick right now. He's like, yeah, well, maybe that's it. But she's like, but you're not coughing? I was like, no. He's like, you'll be fine. <laughs> so pretty sure I had it too. Suge, how are you doing? Yeah, there's, there's bad doctors everywhere. I want to go back to a point that Cass made uh, on during the last segment when she said this team was built for COVID. Um, and I, and I, I happen to agree with that point. Because I think that when it comes to process and following the rules and and being dutiful to the man next to you, that it's certainly part of the culture that we've we've come to believe is is defining what's happening right now. One Bill's drive, and I, I you know I don't think that this team is not going to have a COVID case. I'm pretty sure that they will have a COVID case, and as they normally do in circumstances like this, I'm sure they'll all get together and sit in a big circle and turn off all the lights and, and Sean McDermott will light a few candles and say a few words and lots of people will cry and they'll all come together as a family and get and get past it. But that's not going to that's not going to like change the like very, very real logistical interruptions that this is going to have as players and coaches and other personnel are are invariably going to test positive throughout the season. And the crew at B-Bills next year uh, love them. And, and per usual, they are very more thoughtful and speak more clearly on these matters than, than we do or most other people do. But they brought up a good point that if... Especially if it, lately. But if, if they're going to do the testing and get test results on a Saturday, then... Like teams are gonna have to like their rosters like stand to be completely shuffled within twelve hours of kickoff. There there are going to be well, I, I don't know, I'm not gonna predict the future here. There's a high probability that teams will forfeit games this year. They're not gonna have enough players to, to field a team. They're they're gonna have to take players who are infected, take the guys who might possibly be infected, quarantine them, and they're not gonna have a team. Or they're gonna go out there and they're gonna have like their their backup left guard is is kicking field goals. You know, it's like some weird shit is going to happen this year. Like we all have to so, be prepared for this. So when we talk about like I can't give my heart to this 2020 season when these Bills are supposed to be so good, this is why. And and I agree with you, Cass, that like the Bills might be one of the best teams in the league about keeping this kind of thing tight and, and making sure that everybody is being responsible and doing what they can do so they don't get that positive test. Because whether or not the test is right, whether or not this thing is as bad as everybody says it is, none of that matters. The rules are the rules. And if you test positive, you and everybody you've talked to for the last 12 days can't come to the game. So it's going to disrupt the season. We have joked now for the last month or so on our group me that like, yeah, the bills are probably going to win the super bowl this year and it's going to be the weird year 
where we've had we have like a couple teams finish like twelve and one. We had you know one team finish you know only played fifteen games this year. The Bills miraculously played all sixteen, but it, it's just going to be a, a complete asterisk of a season. It's going to be a historical footnote, and here we are, the Buffalo Bills, primed to be on top. And prime to be the kind of team and internal culture that can manage and handle and do these things responsibly, but it's all going to be for naught. And we're going to come back in 2021 and be like, yeah, whatever just happened last year doesn't matter. Yeah, I know the Bills are getting outfitted for the rings today, but it was the fake Super Bowl. Uh, Moving on. The Bills will never be back to a Super Bowl again. And that is why I cannot give my heart to this 2020 season. Try as I may. And I even signed up for DirecTV, which I hate. I hate it. We, we somehow lost Bill in this conversation, uh, but the user interface on DirecTV sucks. I'm coming from yes! DTV, YouTube TV in an all-streaming environment, which was so clean, so easy to find things. DirecTV is awful. But here I am in Philadelphia. There isn't a bar open for 50 miles in any direction, so I have to have the Sunday ticket because the Bills signed some stupid-ass exclusivity contract 50 fucking years ago, and here we are rotting away with a giant goddamn satellite in my backyard. What is it, 1991? <laughs> here we are. That is the I, biggest fucking satellite I've ever seen. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. It's the I'm, biggest satellite. I'm going to be present and, and attentive to every game, but, you know... This COVID thing, man, it's like you, you can't really go beyond it. You can't think about this team. You can't look ahead without knowing that, yes, I, this is what I said before. It is the specter of COVID-19, and it's there, and it's not going anywhere. I know we're going to get like – we're going to get a, a – suddenly we're going to have a vaccine like the Monday before the election. You know, it's going to be very conveniently timed, but, uh, you know, not buying it, and it's this, this NFL season just ain't going to work. So – all right, I, I want to say mean, one I thing. I don't mean to poop on the parade because we came off that last segment very high on where this organization is and what's going on, but le- like we have to be very clear. And and I feel like whenever I tune into WGR, they are talking about this season and this, <laughs> and this team. It doesn't seem it, real. Everything's fine. It doesn't seem real. It, like, and I, I kind of want to be like, what are you guys doing? Like, we, like talk about this team day to day because that's how the entire season is going to be day to day. Every player is day to day. Rosters are completely scrambled. They can't bring a free agent in off the street. It's got a quarantine for twelve. Like, come on! Like this this season is going to be a mess. Who wants to react? I want to react. Um, so, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I do want to a comment at the very end. Something that Lars, you are going to have to cut out of our segment, uh, but. The one thing I will say is that why is it that what we do this season does not apply to next season, right? So I think that's the ultimate question, right? Yes, this season might be a fucking wash. We might win the Super Bowl and nobody fucking cares because you got like eight forfeits along the way. And I mean, God, if there was that one practice that we had where Josh Allen and other critical players because of the testing in New Jersey – Oh, yeah. Sorry. But if that happens on Saturday, we're fucked. Right. Like it's like you can't get retested in time. You know, you could do a point of care testing, which is 60 percent positive. Like that's, that's Oh, great. Fine. That's helpful. You know, but not really because you were positive the day before. So so that's the thing. It's like, yeah, there will be those caveats. But if you build a team this year, if you build a good team this year, granted, it's not the same as playing a 16 year of 16 game season against full on NFL teams. But if you play 10 games full on against, you know, 10 teams, is that not a solid preseason? Like is this not the ultimate preseason that like you just could, you know, build up and build your team? So I, I mean, even if we, even if we win the Super Bowl and it doesn't mean anything, are we not a better team next year? I, I agree. I and I, and I was thinking about it today because they, after the Trey White contract extension, you know, they they flashed it. They, we've got him for four more years. We've got Micah Hyde for two more years. We've got Jordan. Like nobody's going anywhere anytime soon. So it, it, it that alone was a little reassuring to know that like, okay, our window isn't one season I, one and done. 
We didn't sign Diggs to a one-year contract. Like this, this team is going to be pretty much intact next year, barring yeah. injuries. Lars, Lars, you're 100 percent correct. I also think, I know, I don't think either of you are like big baseball fans, but like looking at the Cubs, I'm a big Chicago fan, Chicago Cubs fan, and there's been a lot of shit that's happened. Sorry. Within the Chicago Cubs season, and we're playing, they're playing a lot of double headers and they're playing a lot of, we got to make this work. Does it make it worthless? I, I, I don't know, but like, I will tell you when Sam or when, um, St. Louis tested a lot, which by the way, I don't think anyone has died from, from the MLB from getting coronavirus. I don't think any of them have gone to the hospital or died that have been tested positive. Um, but like they have, they've had to rework the season. And I think what's going to be interesting is reworking the season when stuff happens, right? Like it's going to have to be this fluid environment. And I think of any team that's more set up to make that work, I think it's going to be our team. Like I, I feel very confident about the way that we are set up hopefully and, and granted who knows who knows what happens but like i i feel very confident about the way way the bills are looking at the season and the way that they're approaching it i agree cast and, and and the other thing to to 100%, like be honest 100%. about so when when people when people say like oh oh and again we're dealing in this parallel reality where the bills win the fake super bowl and so like i'm just i'm just i'm just getting my talking points ready now because the reality is cast 31 other teams have to deal with COVID too. So if yes. the Bills are able to field a team every Sunday and the Bills don't have to forfeit games, that means they not only did they win the games they had to play, they also won against the pandemic. And that was something that every other team, we, there is a level playing field. It's not like we have teams in Germany right now where it's like, oh, no, we can do whatever we want because it's Germany and we beat this thing. No, every, everybody's here. Everybody's dealing with it in the same way. And you know, unlike baseball, no, no, I'm saying. But, are we though? Are no, we no, though? Because we team. got, we have a team. No, but we we have a team in our division that plays in fucking South Beach, right? <laughs> it's like, but like, hey, you know, they got to figure mean, it out. They, but they and, always play in South Beach. They they all they always have the lure of South Beach every Saturday night. Like they like part of the Miami Dolphins thing is like, yeah, it's, you want to come here because you want to have fun. Okay, great, but you can't have fun before game day. And, and, and there's a sense of responsibility. There's a sense no, of responsibility. No, no, I'm sorry. Every team has to deal with it. And that's what we saw. That's what we saw with, with the, ML, with the, with the MLB. You had teams in the MLB that went to a strip club. You had teams of the MLB that went to a casino. They did not deal with it right. Yeah. I will say I was literally sitting outside Wrigley Field the day that the Cubs came back from the St. Louis series that got canceled because they went to like a fucking casino or whatnot, those players were pissed because they're like, we're sitting here dealing with it. We're being responsible and you are not? Like, that's that's what this that's what the season's gonna be about. And that's what I'm excited to see because I will say the Bills players are one hundred percent in. They are 100% not going to screw this up. And 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 who knows? There could be some bad eggs out there, yeah, but yeah, but here's the here. So I I think No, I th- I think they're like 93.5% in. Like that's 100%, that's 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like they're, yeah. they're not 100% in. They like there is 53 guys and then there's 100 coaches. Okay, it only one. it only I takes agree. one. And I and I and I don't agree that they're a hundred percent in, but no, I think but, if, but if Lars, the Bills if the Bills are at ninety three, ninety four percent, I think there's also teams that are at like twelve exactly. percent. So in, in no, that but, sense, yes, yeah, yes, I agree. But 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 but, but like in, in support of Cassie here, right? So it's a lot easier to be a Bills player in upstate New York with your current New York mayor, or sorry, current New York governor. He was set really strict guidelines as opposed to a Miami Dolphins player or an Arizona who's in player. like the the lap of luxury in Miami and South Beach, who is also said the exact opposite, like who's had massively deregulation kind of like I, viewpoints on things, right? I also appreciate Right, and so it's like it's all about no, it's all about it is, it's all about what is no. the local municipality at the current at, at, in your current situation that increases no, your it is, risk. It is it, of, of, honestly, of, it's not about the municipality, 
right? Like that's whatever. It's about the ownership. It's about the general manager. It's about the coach. And that's what they care about. I, I go out, right? Whatever. I like the municipality, like the governor, like whatever they say. I, I know that has some, some purview, but it really at Bill's drive, it comes down to what the GM is saying, what the coach is saying, what the other players are doing. That's what matters. It doesn't come to like this whole like governance of like the larger scale. And I'm sorry, like that's 100% in Miami. If they aren't dealing with it, like that's a cop out because the coach should be setting the thing. The, the players should be setting it. And that's what we're seeing in Buffalo. Right, it has nothing to do with Cuomo. I, but Cass, I, I, Cass, I think Cass, that's, I think that's Cass, an excellent counterpoint. I, I no, think no, no. That's can I, can I, well okay, well, can I, can I give one more counterpoint? <laughs> Cass, does it make a difference if when they go out to the grocery store, they are going outside in an environment that is forty percent percent positive testing versus three percent positive testing? Like, if if the if the prevalence of coronavirus in that environment is that much higher like i kind of feel like you're getting fucked right if you live in miami as a player as an nfl player as opposed to being like but if you live in buffalo and the amount of the amount the, the percent positive testing is so much lower and the amount of the number of positive tests per hundred thousand people is so much lower okay so like, I, I i hear your point i and i'm, I'm with you but these are also nfl teams these guys control uh, – once the season starts, until the bye week – and the bye week, by the way, that's when the, all the hanky-panky is going to start. Maybe yeah. not with this Bills team, but like with other teams, like that's where shit's going to start getting weird. But f- when it's not the bye week, I mean, the seven days a week, these guys have their schedule. And if I'm, in, if I'm a well-run organization like Cassie is, is talking about here, and in, in an extraordinary time like this – I'm going to ratchet up that control a little bit more. And I'm going to tell my guys, you're not going to the goddamn grocery store. You get that shit on Instacart. You can all afford it. You're not leaving your house. You're not seeing anybody except anybody who's in this room. That's the rules. And and, and I, I hear I hear what you're saying, but I think I think Cassie does it, – it, it's going to come down to organizational culture. Because the organizations that do have a weaker culture, to your point, will then say, well, why are we different? I, I'm, I play down here in Atlanta, and the, and, the, and the governor here in Georgia says that everything's fine. I'm going to listen to him because they have a weaker culture exactly. internally. But if, you, if, if they have a stronger culture internally, they're going to say, I don't care what the governor's saying. I care about what my coach is saying, and I care about what my teammates are doing. And I think to Cassie's right. point, I think that's where the Bills are set up to succeed. Fingers right, crossed. Right, 100%. 100% but, go, ahead, say, go ahead, Bill. Did you guys talk about all the false positives at all from a week ago? No, we said we said that this is going to create logistical nightmares. Are you guys into the conspiracy theory at all? And perhaps it's only me that uh, created it. That they are just they they just did that to prep us for the potential for that happening during the year, and that basically like there's going to be these false positives and people are still going to play because they might not actually be false positives; they might be real positives. No, but that's that's where we can't go into it. It can't be false positives, right? Like. If they test negative or they test positive on a Saturday, you can't play. Like, I'm sorry. That's that's yeah. the way it has to be. Like, we can't be like this so that's false positive. From. Like, I, I, as much as I right. like I have talked about, right? Like, yeah. I am, you know, whatever. But, like, if you test positive, you can't play. Like, that's just the, the situation. That's the scenario. And we're all, all teams are going to have to deal with that. Because we're, they're using one, yeah. You know what? And you know what's what's so complicated, Cass? Right? Like I, I agree with you, right? What happens is like, oh, you tested positive this morning, and I'm your running back or Stefan Diggs, right? Josh Allen tested positive this morning, and Stefan Diggs was hanging out with Josh Allen all night last night. How does that? How does that work? Is he a, is he now a carrier that could infect? You know, I mean, they're going to do contact tracing on positive cases. No, but no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is like at that moment, at that moment, right, you will not test positive if you were exposed the day before. 
or if, or three days before or whatever. Like it takes a amount of time for you to build up a, a viremia that makes you test positive. That's why, like, like if someone is from a high risk area um, and comes back to work at uh, where I work, so whatever, it's fine. I'm gonna get fired anyways. <laughs> if you haven't, but, uh, no, but but yeah, I mean, it's fine. Uh, but the point is, like, you have to you have to wait seven days before you get tested. Right. And so if you have had a recent exposure to someone that tested positive, should you be playing any game? I don't know. Like, I mean, this is this is what but I'm that's, asking. Like, like, but in my opinion, that a- that's why the players that were extremely high risk were told, if you do not want to play this season, then opt out. Right. Like that. That's why. And, and, and Suji, you're 100 percent correct. There is a risk. There is 100 percent a risk. And if you're not willing to be a part of that risk. You should have opted out. So can, can we can we come back to that opt out thing for a second? So we're talking about like organizations with strong culture, and I, I'm going to kind of make a departure here because I think we're going to talk around this. I think we're all saying the same thing, and, and we're all sort of braced for this to be weird and unpredictable and just generally unfulfilling. The team that had the most opt outs, Patriots. <laughs> what does that tell you? Because there's no Tom Brady in that bitch. Yep, and then 2020 for the Patriots is a lost season, and they and they all know it, and they all know it. Poor Cam Newton. Yeah, this is. The, yeah, yeah. Anyways, just want to make that point. All stop, right. stop saying shit like that, because you know those motherfuckers are gonna win the Super Bowl when we do that shit. Okay. Well, there'll be this. It'll be the fake Super Bowl, so it won't matter. This is Bills and Beers, and so we talk a lot about the Bills. But we also talk about beers, and Lars tried to end this segment without talking about the beers that we have drank this evening, because he's trying to talk about some weird-ass betting shit that we are going to do, and that I'm 100% supportive of. But you know what? You're not going to do it at the expense of both my wild card and my beer segment. Ain't going to happen. So I have wild card. Uh, yeah, you know what? We're just going to say wild card. One, two, three. Wild card. That's right. So there's not going to be a damn wild card, but we're sure as hell not going to not talk about the beers we drank tonight. Uh, so my bit, my boy, my boy, my boy, Big Bill. You don't know I'm looking at you because I'm looking at you with my iPhone. What are you drinking up there in Brew City, Wisconsin? Nice. Well, sir, I'm uh, I'm in Ultra Park, so I'm drinking a Blue Light. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Bill, anything you want to talk about? Beers? Any new developments in your beer life? No, I pretty much only drink, I would say 95% of my beer consumption is Blue Light, whether it's in Milwaukee That's, or here wow. uh, in Orchard Park. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. Yep. Interesting. Cassie, I uh, I had a, um, my, my cousin-in-law had a bachelor party today, and um, I couldn't come with him, but I sent him to the Pollyanna Brewery, because oh. because he just like you loves a beer that don't taste like shit. He loves <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he he loves him some Kolsch. He loves him some Hefeweizen. He loves all of that shit. And just to, like for Jeff Day, that's not listening but is listening. Uh, so but I mean so when I was looking, he went to you know they went to Top Golf in Schaumburg, and I was like, oh, the closest brewery there is Pollyanna and oh this is perfect for you so Pollyanna has a Roselle group if you want to come by and visit me on your way out there there's some good stuff for you girl but anyways uh so Cassie what are you drinking up there I'm uh I drink a lot let's not let's not let's not down credit the amount that I've had to drink today um but I will say it is a rough life Suji Uh, your cousin he, he's dealing with it, right? But he's got a good palate. He wants to taste things. He wants things that don't taste like shit. That don't taste like, like, like let my taste buds like go crazy. So I've, uh, I've had a little, this is hard. This is hard for me to say. I love the Sam Adams 76. If you, oh. if, if you love a, light refreshing lager it is literally sam 76 i've been looking for this at 
anywhere I go to buy beer for like the last two to three months, nowhere could I find it. Found it at Binney's two weeks ago, and it is so good. I had it last year, and I was like, oh, is this going to be as good? It is. You want something fresh. You want something clean. You want something you can drink. It's not a Coors Light. It's not a Bud Light, but you can like pound a few of those. Sam's 76. I know it's a Boston Brewing Company beer. You got to do it. So, right, so Cass, right now is your big, big opportunity, though, with uh, with all the Oktoberfest beers. So there's a bunch oh. of great lagers that will be coming out in the next, you know, two months, right? Yes. So the the Kinslager, Kinslager is the brewery, especially here in Chicago, that I would recommend to you try everything that they make. Like their Good. Oktoberfest, their Marzen. I have a – you know I don't – drink any of that shit right but i have i have a, a six pack of their marzen in my fridge right now because it's just that good like it was i was that taken by their marzen right like that it was just it was that good so there's so many great opportunities for great lagers oh. right now because it's like oktoberfest season oktoberfest i mean it's still a little warm in chicago but you're right like next week when we record this podcast i'm gonna be all over that stuff marzen's still it's still a little May May Fest esque, uh, but I can't wait for the Oktoberfest, and I yeah, can't I mean, wait to get, I can't wait to get you involved in a little Oktoberfest beer. I do love, I love it. Once it gets, hey, look, I'm I'm an October thirtieth birthday, right? So you get me going. I don't I don't do Oktoberfest before October, but I know that's when it's over. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, but uh, you get me in October with a nice crisp warm fall in an Oktoberfest beer that I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, Lars, you left Chicago, bro. You left Chicago. Um, what are you doing over there in, in, in Philly? Have you yeah. found some new, I mean, other than like, are you not just drinking the yingling? Like, I don't know what's happening. Is he drinking gluten? That's the question. Is it no, gluten? I'm not. No, I'm not. And, uh, I, and I, I, I was, bemoaning this on one of our previous podcasts with me here in Philadelphia, which is that getting beer in Chicago, very easy. Uh, Getting liquor, wine, whatever you want, very, very, very easy. Here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, not so much. It's just not that available. It's uh, all run by the state. You can't, and now that I'm in the suburbs, I mean, all bets are off. And tonight, actually, Jackie made a run to our beer distributor for the first time since we're here in this um, suburban utopia and came back with quite a haul and in the process did find me some Glutenberg, baby. So you better believe I was having the Glutenberg pale ale. No gluten. But I have been drinking a lot (laughs) of seltzers this summer, and I'm not afraid to admit it. They are, you know, 5.5% in content, 100 calories. You really can't go wrong with these bad boys. Uh, and uh, I, I feel like my masculinity remains intact. I will, every once in a while, mix one of these bad boys with a little VOD. It's a little cocktail that I have come to call the Tennis Milf. Big, big fan. This is the Bravazi, uh, which is actually lower in content and higher in calories, so it's right out the window, because half, half the fun here is, you know, beer at 100 calories is, is quite nice. Suge, I am going I have to... A, wait, wait, I have a quick question for you. At the end of... Everything yeah. that we've fucking done, didn't we agree that you have eosinophilic esophagitis? We've known that all along, and yes, I have budesonide upstairs that I can take. I have also found, though, though, man, that like, like I feel like hell when I've had gluten, like because I'm I I have it so sparingly that if I do have a heavy gluten or heavy wheat content beer, which a lot of IPAs are, like I just feel like shit, and it's just not worth it. And mostly because I have two kids who get me up at the ass crack of dawn. So, like, I don't have to bend over backwards or alter my life for beer any longer. I feel like I got a plenty of that out of my system. I, I did, however, build into knowing that I have the budes- budesonide to fall back on. I mapped out the entire calendar year to build in some gluten breaks so that I can have, like, gluten for, like, a week as it corresponds to, like, birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, that sort of thing. So like every quarter or so, I have I take a week where I can just let myself have gluten. Quick question. In which case. Quick question. Um, okay, anyway, so Suge, I'm going to take this back here because I do want to uh, – today's wild card is our super confusing but not all that confusing betting game that we're going to play this year because one of us now lives in a state where betting online is legal. 
So uh, we have a bet. That is Illinois, this right? Week. We can do that. No, it's Pennsylvania. Soon, soon to be, uh, soon buy, to be Illinois. Soon can't to be buy Illinois. Beer, but can can gamble my money away. No problems asked. Um, <laughs> so we have a bet this week, and every week we're going to make a bet, or not. We'll get to that in a second. But here's how it works. If we have three of the five members of the Bills and Beers crew in on a bet, that is the weekly Bills and Beers bet. I was this week's chooser of the bet. I chose it, and I got three takers. Bill hasn't paid me yet, but he's a taker. And this week, we are betting $20 each that the Bills will beat the Jets by 14 points or more and that the Bills Jets over 40 points will come to fruition. We have taken the parlay and we're moving forward. So here's how it's going to go. Every week moving forward, the next person to pick the bet will be Jeff when he's back with us. If Jeff introduces a bet that we don't like, then we'll go to Cass. And if Cass introduces a bet we like, then we get three people in it, or two people on, in addition to Cass for a total of three, then the bet is on. If Every member of the Bills and Beers crew wants in on any weekly bet. We're all in. What does that mean? That means we're not betting 20 bucks, baby. We're betting 40 bucks. Yeah. And if Jeff proposes a bet, we all pass. Then Cass proposes a bet, we all pass. Suge proposes a bet, we all pass. Bill, then me. We've all passed on all the bets. That means regardless of what happens the following week, that bet is for 40 bucks. Because if we're all passing, we're doubling up the next week. And if we pass two weeks in a row, we're not doubling a $20 bet. We're doubling a $40 bet. And so on, and so on, and so on. So right now, four of us are in. Suge is on the sidelines for this week. I think we got it locked in at plus three, four. Do we get locked in at plus 425? So if we win this bet... Uh, Cass, Bill, Jeff, and I will, Bill, if he pays me, we'll have a little extra wham to throw in for the subsequent weeks, but you heard it here first, folks. Bills, by more than 14 against these new, these New York Jets, and there will be more than 40 points scored in this contest. Now, let's talk about that, because here we are, we are flying blind. There could be positive tests next Saturday night on the Jets side. It could be on the Bills side. We don't I know. I love the f- – There hasn't been a preseason. Nobody knows what's going on. This game could be – could. but, but I, I, I said it before we started recording, and I feel very strongly about this. This game is either going to be final score 7-6, to six, or it's going to be the Bills 48, the Jets 9. It's, it's, it's going to be one or the other. We are either going to just absolutely destroy them or both teams and most teams in the NFL are going to come out flatter than piss on a platter like nobody's ever played the game before and it's going to be awful to watch. I, however, have a feeling that this Adam Gase coach New York Jets team is going to get shellacked in in seven days. You Jesus know, Christ, we're getting the, there. Seven days by these Buffalo What players. I love right now, I 100% agree, uh, although I'm not putting money in, uh, then put your money yeah, where your mouth up, is, bitch. Shut up, shut up. But what I'll say is that I uh, I just, I, I just, oh, good Lord. I love that this is the replacement of our prediction segment. Right? Yeah. Predictions was fun, but it was kind of bullshit. But it's like, put your fucking money where your mouth is, right? And I'm saying, hey, yeah, we are. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not saying we're going to do all that. I still think we're going to win. Fuck all of the Jets. That's fuck all of them. Yeah. Also, Cassie was doing some weird shit. I do think that we definitely need to include our video from now on. <laughs> no, I mean, we are. I need all of this. Jay. What? Jay. Well, my husband, came, my, my husband came home, so I had to like, tell him not to. Why doesn't in- Jay just come back? Jay's going to watch. Honestly, Jay will be more of part of the fucking Bills and crew, Beers crew. Ooh, let's hear what yeah, Jay has to say yeah, about COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's not, let's not go there. Um, no, wait, 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 hold, I, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a quick question. When we record <laughs> chick, 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 cancel it out right now, chick, 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 chick. This is the part that you edit out. Hey, are me and Cassie, are we uh, recording at the bar? They might not allow us to. Well, 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 I want to come back to that later. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, okay. anyways, 
Check, check, check. One, two, one, two, I'm back. Um, what I have to say about the bet is, Lars, you're texting about this shit. You're like, like, I mean, we were like two weeks out from the season and you're like, I'm all in. I, I No, personally, I'm all in. Like, don't mess this shit. Like, I can't wait. You're, you're like texting like extreme, like we're plus 40. 40 like who cares i'm in like we are going to fucking kill it this year i i loved this bet i love the fact that we are all in i loved it i love the fact we got four out of five here we go cannot wait there's there's no question on this i'm sorry that's that's my perspective bill will love it too when he sends me twenty dollars i love it then i love it now I love. I mean, I I I just wish that we could be at this game. Uh, I mean, uh, let's be serious because I'm pretty sure the last couple games we went to uh, Lars, you and me, and a couple of additional friends were like both Bills Jets games where it was pouring down rain or you know horrible games where it was seven to six or something like that. This, on the other hand, it's going to be awesome. We're going to be high flying. It's going to be. Uh, type of offense that we're going to expect from the rest of the year. We're going to see some. We're we're going to see all of our weapons come out. Dable's going to get the ball sp- spread out. Jay is going to be throwing it all over the place. It's going to be awesome. Thirty. Wait, can we throw out a Love point? Thirty six. Yeah, thirty six. Yeah. Fourteen. Bills. I would have loved it if you would have thrown out a point that was either the Bills by less than 14 <laughs> or an under or under 40. But, well, yeah, after, I'm with you. I think you I honestly it four times via text message, I, I finally got it. <laughs> it's not that complicated. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I, I, I swear, this game is is going to either be a just a schlog like last year's week one game against the Jets or – we're going to blow their fucking doors off. And I, I don't see them doing that to us. I, I I would be shocked if that happened. And and I'm basing that almost entirely on the fact that Adam Gase is their head coach. I want to yeah. say one thing. Um, I want to say one thing is that, you know, Bill, you said something like it would really be cool if we were all just watching the fucking game together. Like, it's all about having life goals, right? Like, like I, I mean, yeah. I've had a life goal to be a doctor. I've had a life goal to be a good doctor, right? We've all had working on we've that all, one. Yeah, I'm just working on it. We've all had life goals to like be successful, successful in our career. But I think that, like, honestly, honest to God, I think one of my life goals is that I can get into a place where we can put a bunch of money into a common fund, such that every fucking Sunday we can all go travel to the next Bills game. And that is the thing. Wow. That is the thing that all of our spouses understand. All of our family wow. understands. And if they want to come with us for a game, then great. You know, we have people that we watch as Bills fans, right, that are like maybe not maybe not as well off as us, right? But that's their that's their motivation. Right. And you see them going to all these Bills games, going to all these other things. And and we have other financial interests. We're all working professionals. We have things. We have kids. We have whatever. But the point is that, like, wouldn't that be a great goal to have? Right. For us. I thought I knew where you were going with this and you went next level on. Yeah. Me. I mean, just so you want. I want us to. You, I want you us want to, the means and I want us, and the will to at the drop of a hat go go to next week. Game. No, I, I want us to go to every game. <laughs> I want like, my oh, answer. Oh, it's 11. So, right. No, no, no. Here's the here's the Guys, idea. I want to be on the, the field. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, let's think about this. I'm going to throw a touchdown pass for the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Period. That's it. I want us. I want. I want the, the narrative to be. And I want you to catch it, Lars. Every single fucking game. Right. Like, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun if, like, we had the ability, like, the, the default is that we go to every game? Well, isn't there, like, a what, – what's the acronym for goals? Isn't it – in the A, isn't it achievable? <laughs> act? Isn't that the – isn't it act, act is the, you know – Action. 
I don't know. I, I kind of feel is? like we could do it. I feel like if we just like <laughs> invested in it. Oh, this is we're this not, is we're your, not spending any more money. Big hairy the, uh, audacious goal. I see. Yeah. So I I get I get roasted for this convoluted betting scheme, which is not that hard to follow. And Suge comes out here with like, I want to set up an escrow <laughs> account, thereby we're guaranteeing that sixteen weeks every year we can just hop on a private jet, no matter where we are. There we are at the game. Like, come on. What I well, how come I'm the one getting roasted here? I mean, but wouldn't it be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Lars, we're gonna leave it on that note. So, uh, yes, thanks for joining us. Uh, we, we, four months off, here we are. We're remote. We're still kicking this thing. Don't know what the in-season format's going to be. We have to talk about that offline. Uh, but, yeah, we got a game in a week. It's, it's We're in game week. Uh, it does not feel like it. It's probably going to feel weird all season. We're going to have to roll with the punches, see where this takes us. Probably going to be the Super Bowl champs. Going to be happy about that when it happens. But until then, on behalf of and uh, also, CG, and also Cassie, Bill. Wait, wait, wait. And also, on behalf of Lincoln Station, that has decided to open mm. up their doors to the Bills backers of Chicago, and it is going to welcome me and Cassie at the front table again, as they have done for the past 10, 20, whatever the fuck years we've been there, um, and Ben, who called me before he called any other Bills fan, um, mm. like, thank you, thank you. And yeah, we're going to watch there, and uh, it's going to be a great time. And you know what? We'll always be fucking Bills fans. Register and make it official. Yeah. You have to register and make it official. Yeah. You are not the Bills backers. Yeah. Could you forward me an email? I'm just, I'm just saying. Neither of us can log in. Okay, it's, 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 a, it's a problem. Right. It's fine. All right. Hey. All right. Until, until we talk about that victory over the Jets. Fucking go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna. Shout